Welcome to The Sip List, the podcast where we drink wine and count down our top five favorites of all the things, including movies, music, TV shows, books, and more. The Sip List does not claim ownership of any clips used in this episode, as any film, TV, or sound clips are owned by the original copyright holders. Additionally, this podcast does contain spoilers, so please be aware. This show does also contain explicit content, so please keep that in mind as you are playing it wherever you are, work, car, etc. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome back to the sip list. Uh, did my song play? Yes. Okay. I hate that it doesn't play it for you because then I'm like, uh, uh, did it play it for me? Did it not? And then, you know, whatever. So everybody um, but the person playing the song hears the song. Exactly. And I don't like that. <laughs> That's a little, a little dumb. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Thanks for being here, guys. We are three quarters of Mount Sipmore here to uh, hang out with us tonight. Gene is cool. too cool for us now. No, That's okay. We are the cool three quarters. Yeah. I don't know. Jean's pretty cool, and even if she wasn't, I'm afraid she'd kick my ass, so I'll just say she is. <laughs> just kidding. Jim's the scariest of the four. Mm, yeah, I, I, I do that, actually. Zero fucks to give. Yeah, well, and she's four foot three and weighs seventeen pounds, so she's the scariest because she got that that spider monkey. And thing she's going. a ginger, right? I mean, right. Well, okay, because I'm not gonna lie. When I walked off the freaking plane at Will Rogers and walked around the corner and walked through the fucking doors, I did not. I I was not fully prepared for the massive shortness that is Jean. She's holding a poster bigger than her head. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Well, Shanna's already coming out swinging, saying if one of you doesn't pick my favorite movie, we're going to fight. So. Uh, I am not picking Look Who's Talking To. Sorry. It's just not, uh, it's not happening. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel, I mean, we'll get there, but I feel like we're going to have some overlap, obviously, with a few, but I hope that we get to talk about some of the other movies besides, you know, the most popular ones. So um, speaking of that, for those who aren't watching live and can't see it on the description, Chris and Casey are joining me and we are counting down our top favorite Bruce Willis movies. Top five favorite. Um, Can I undercut you really quick and say that we should all wish a happy posthumous birthday to Hans Gruber himself. Mr. 77-year-old yes. Alan Rickman. Or would have been. <laughs> we have, well, yeah, would have been. That's yeah, why I, yeah, I see him posthumously in there. 
Yeah. Happy posthumous yeah. birthday, good sir. Uh, yes. And also, uh, get well, hopefully get well uh, to the uh, frequent Bruce Willis collaborator, Tom Sizemore, who's yeah. in critical condition after a, uh, an aneurysm. Yeah, that, and not that this has anything to do with them, but they've got Jimmy Carter and Hospice. I thought that dude was going to outlive everyone. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. Seriously, we've been talking about... 2023 told 2022 to hold my fucking beer because it came out so swinging we and we're been, only oh, two months in. No, yeah, saying, but President Carter's been swinging big dick energy for so long that um, it, it yeah. unfortunately had to happen eventually. But uh, he, right. uh, he, whether you liked his presidency or not, or in my case, don't freaking remember it, um, has right. been a, a beacon <laughs> of hope since he left the Oval Office. Office. Yeah, yeah he's... He's well, a, it literally he's a good dawned dude. on it dawned on me the other night too. It's like once he finally goes, there's a huge freaking age gap in between him and the next oldest living president. Is it W or Clinton? I, mean, uh, I don't know who's older. I think W's younger. Well, I, I, no, I, I think it's I Biden. Age wise, but oh, I mean, uh, Biden's the oldest. I'm a moron. <laughs> well, yeah, but still, I mean. But I was thinking ex-presidents, sorry. Yeah, I mean, W is up there because he's... Which would mean Trump's the oldest, probably. W is up there. Vietnam-era veteran, so he's he's up there somewhere. Billy yeah. Jeff is up there. Billy Jeff is not that young either. Who? Clinton. Oh. oh, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> William Jefferson Clinton. Yes. The third. Will- Willie J. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway. <laughs> So we um, have been talking about doing this Bruce Willis topic for a while, actually. And uh, hi, Brandy. My friend Kelly is going to be mad, but I invited her on because she said when we do Kelly from Grip Theory, she's like, when you do Bruce Willis, let me know. But she never responded, so she must be busy. But in light of all this stuff that's been going on with Bruce Willis, I think now is a good time, um, you know, to honor him and all of his work. because I. Yeah, I and, highly and doubt that he will be working in film again. No. So no. Um, I'm glad for his family that they finally have a, a word to put to it as opposed to just the aphasia. And, and I'm hoping, uh, and I, I, I know that he's well enough off that he'll get the care that he needs. It's just, um, I, I feel for his children and his family and right. his friends having to watch him uh, deteriorate. Um and so I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think it was the right time to do this one. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't care what phase of or what kind of dementia it is. Dementia is not, I mean, it's not necessarily as brutal as Alzheimer's, but it's almost in the same damn boat. I mean, watching anyone you love deteriorate for something like that, I can speak from firsthand experience. It's, it's same. tragic. and It's devastating. People, for people that don't know, Bruce Willis was finally diagnosed with um, frontotemporal dementia. And there's not a lot of information about it right now. There's no treatments. I, I think it's similar to Alzheimer's, except they know kind of where in the brain it's located. And, you know, but there's no kind of like Alzheimer's, there's no treatment for it. And so, unfortunately, he will probably just continue to deteriorate. And him being one of my favorite actors of all time, that's just... I feel like he had so much 
And no, he's not dead. So it's not like his life is over, but I just felt like artistically he still had a lot left to give. So it is hard, you know, to see that. And I'm sure it's hard for his family too. But well, and we are here say, and we are gonna rock it out about Bruce Willis. Absolutely. He probably has one of the top two best guest appearance stints on Friends. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that was I mean, when he was at even- probably put in that same category would have been the one night Brad Pitt was on. That was right when Bruce Willis was, in my opinion, at the height of his hotness was when he was on Friends. Like, he was attractive in his younger movies. I mean, he's he's an attractive man, but I thought the age he was at, you know, late mid to late 40s probably, when he was on Friends, just mm, chef's kiss. He was so sexy. Okay, Gordon Ramsay. Great, I mean, great. Well, I wouldn't think about bed, so I'm saying. <laughs> right? Uh, my, my thing about Bruce Willis is you take the, the big 80s and 90s action stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't relate to Arnold, right? I'm not some six-foot whatever uber mensch that has muscles on top of his muscles. I'm not I'm not Stallone, right? right. I, I, don't, I don't relate to Stallone. Every single one of Bruce Willis's roles is, is relatable. Um, yeah. He, he's like Especially the everyman action star. <laughs> yeah, and he had the best comic timing of the three. And, yes. Uh, you know, Schwarzenegger has his moments, and, and Stallone definitely has his moments, but it felt way less forced with Willis, and it mm-hmm. felt like he was talking to you as opposed to just showing off. Right. Well, and here's the other thing, too. In my opinion, honestly, he's the flawed, everyday man that everybody can relate to. I mean, probably one of his most recognizable roles of all time is John McClane. Right. And dude's kind of a douche. Great. (laughs) But he keeps getting put in bullshit situations and talking shit about it. But, I mean, he literally, he's separated from his wife in the first movie, um, reconciling with his wife in the second movie. No. Divorce, separated in the first, reconciling in the second, divorced in the third, alcoholic, living on the fucking streets, basically kicked out of the freaking police force, only brought back because they need him, and he's requested to be a part of the shenanigans. Well, obviously, Dre, you're right, but... No, uh, I... disagree, but Samuel L. does does rock that movie. Well, we can get into this discussion later... Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I actually thought, and this is George's favorite, so I have to throw that out there for him, but I thought Live Free or Die Hard was really good. I really liked Timothy Oliphant and Justin Long in that. I really liked kind of the updated cyber tech, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I'm sure we'll get there. You mean the utter bullshit technology displayed in that movie? Yeah, you know, (laughs) it it, it was an action movie. Um. And now I'm going to write down Justin Long on a list that is not yet to be revealed yet, but I just realized he belongs on. So anyway, more on that later. That would be the C-list actors that Amanda would not kick out of bed list. Yeah, maybe. He's really funny. Anyway. so You want people to tell you jokes while they're going to pound town? No, but I like jokes after. I want a bowl of ice cream and I want you to talk to me. And if it ends up being funny, then so be it. I mean, or if I pass out, it. I want you to cover me up and let me sleep. So, no, I don't want I don't want knock knock jokes while 
I'm getting driven like a greyhound, but I'm just saying. <laughs> a, anyway. Wait, what if it's a knock-knock joke because the, the headboard is just... <laughs> if it's not a headboard, it's just not worth it. I mean... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, we'll okay, be getting Rachel. there too, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> ha ha, good joke, Dad. But don't, don't shh. Be here all week. Element of surprise. <laughs> Hopefully Bruce Willis fans get that one. Um, and I'm sure Chris is going to have that movie on his list somewhere. Maybe, maybe not. We're going to see. Spoiler alert, anyway, that's why it's not on mine. I, I had a feeling Chris was going to have that one. So, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, it's an honorable mention. It's not in my top five. But before we do that, um, we're, we're going to skip all the rest of the small uh -huh. talk, and we're going to go straight to some sip libs. So I couldn't find anything really related to anything, but speaking of live free and die hard, I found one related to software and tech. So this one is titled Berkeley Software Distribution License Disclaimer. First of all, so, if your wear is soft, then you've got a problem and you might need a little blue pill. Wah, wah. Oh my God. Okay, never mind. I can't. Remind me said. that I have a story to do about that and it's not what you think, but just help me remember because this is a really funny story for later. Anyway. Off air. All right. Yeah. Amanda, no, don't forget to tell us the Ciala story. That's not a Ciala story. What the <laughs> fuck? Hey, it's a Viagra. <laughs> okay, I'll tell it real quick and then we'll... Okay, so we were on vacation, me and George and our friends Tyson and Lauren, and Is this George something you tell in front of your dad? Yes, it's fine. Okay. He's on her. She, it's he's not her about my own husband. Just everybody oh. calm down. Trust me, George does not need that shit. Anyway, um... So they have a mutual friend who I will protect their identity for, you know, whatever. Um, they were hanging out and apparently this dude was like, hey, you guys have got to try Viagra. And George was kind of like, well, why? What? He's like, dude, it it just it was amazing. My wife loved it. And it like it, and it wasn't because he was having problems in that area because he wasn't. He was just like, oh, my God, it just gets you so much harder and makes it so like my wife was just so and i'm like i no i don't think that's something you're supposed to be playing around with i think he ordered it online <laughs> if it lasts longer than four hours seek medical attention exactly yeah there's I a was, term for that it's called high school yeah i mean is that is that a thing guys are doing now that if they even if they don't need it they're still just trying it out just for fun like, is it kind of like when you dabble in ecstasy to see if it makes the sex better? I'm very confused. I I, I don't I don't know. Um, yeah, I, uh, I was like, mm. I was like, George, you're gonna go ahead and not do that. <laughs> if the time comes and it's necessary, I'm all for it. But we're not gonna try it just to try it because you never know what could happen. I was like, man, conversations you have in your forties. You're welcome, kids. Anyway. We're going to do some sip libs now. <laughs> I believe the phrase you're looking for is. <laughs> I know. Anyway. Now we're, hey, Casey started it with the software. Now we're going to go back to the software. What, talking about the floppy disk or the hard drive? I, I don't I don't know. I, I, mean, I guess we're going to find out when we get through the story. So, Chris, give me a verb ending in ED. Fact. 
Ed. Ed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Casey, a noun. Oh, God. Um, quit. Dead air, buddy. Oh, okay. I got it. Um, I just filled in the adjective, so now a noun for me. I'm going to say floppy disk. What happens? Chris, a noun. Volvita crabs and cheese. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of that, our 100th uh, episode collab will be airing in the next week or two, so stay tuned for that, everybody. Six months later. You know what? Go fuck yourself. Uh, Wait, that still hasn't aired? No, because I hadn't gotten to 100 episodes yet. This one will be 102. So I have, you know, anyway. Next week will be. If you can't hear it in the background, even Cassandra's mocking you. I hear Cassandra. I, w I don't know what she was saying, but I could hear her voice. <laughs> she's like, Hi, you Cassandra. Fucking suck. <laughs> Casey says, oh, yeah, she, she's waving Hi, back. Hi, Cassandra. Uh, for Casey, she's waving back with all five fingers. For Amanda, uh, there's not that many. Uh, oh, she's the one mocking that one? me. That yeah, that's the one right there. Can we get back on track, please? This is my show. <laughs> like it's gonna air anytime soon. Fuck you, Chris. Give me an adjective. Moist. <laughs> yeah. Really was gonna go there. Casey, adjective. Um. Duh. What? What is my adjective? I don't know. Certifiably. No, we already used that. Used. I, yeah, I already oh. used it. I automatically I fill the first one in, Casey. Me too. Endowed. Oh, <laughs> endowed or well endowed? Okay. Add the adverb and go with well endowed. Plural oh. noun for me. I'm gonna say Nakatomi Plazas. Nice. Would that be Nakatomi's Plaza? <laughs> no, because that would mean it's one plaza oh, named after somebody named Nakatomi, <laughs> not two plazas named Nakatomi. Get what I'm saying? Anyway, no. Chris, verb ending in ing. Definished reading. Mm -hmm. Uh, plural noun. Cock ring. Okay. Ooh, school subject. Ooh. Animal husbandry. Oh, wait. <laughs> Let's go with AP sex ed. All right. Chris, this is a new one. An attitude. Horny. Okay. And last but not least, Casey, a noun. It auto-populated with armpit. I don't know why. <laughs> well, um, that stinks. In honor of Shanna, we will go with left labia. That is her favorite one. Okay. Evidently, she doesn't care about the right one, but it's all about the left one. Maybe she's waiting for you to care about it. <clears throat> anyway. 
Dre. Uh, Dre, <laughs> if you have to ask, you'll never know. <laughs> exactly. If you have to ask, it means you didn't pass the test. Yeah, you didn't, yeah, you didn't didn't make the cut. Maybe that's a conversation you need to go have with your fiance. Great. Yeah, you got time before the wedding. All right, here we go. Berkeley Software Distribution License Disclaimer. Woo, that's a mouthful. That's what she said. That's what she said. This software is fucked by the clit holders and contributor contributors as is, and any express or certifiably fuckable warranties, including but not limited to the implied warranties of merchantability and floppy disk for a particular Volvita crabs and cheese are disclaimed. Damn it! I knew we couldn't get insurance on that shit. In no event shall the clit owner or contributors be liable for any direct indirect, moist, special, well-endowed, or consequential Nakatomi plazas, <laughs> including but not limited to defenestrating of substitute goods or services. That's fair. They don't want you throwing shit out the window. Okay. Um, loss of use, cockering, or profits, or business interruption. However caused and on any theory of AP sex ed, whether in contract, strict liability, or tort. <laughs> including horny or otherwise <laughs> horny tort <laughs> arising in any left labia out of the use of this software even if advised of the possibility of such nakatomi plazas wow that was that a lot awesome. to unpack you know I'll, I, I heard horny tort and then i just flash back to judge hotness yeah Okay, Dre, we didn't have AP sex ed in my high school either. I don't we didn't even have sex ed. Sex ed was the the public bathroom. <laughs> well, evidently and, and the band bus. Evidently in this country, sex ed is becoming illegal to teach in school anyway, so it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, good times. That one was that one was kind of weird. I don't yeah, I forgot that contractual stuff is contractual ad lib somebody yeah. was mad yeah really nothing about die hard in there okay okay so here we go top five bruce willis movies i i mean i don't think we need to do the whole how many are we going to have in common i think there's one we all know we're going to have and probably two beyond that we'll kind of see where we go with our with our stuff um Anybody else have a differing opinion on that? I think two sounds about right. Uh, I, I think uh, all of us took things off of our list knowing that someone else was going to have it, so we tried to uh, have a little more variety. Yeah. And I have a little more variety, <coughs> sorry, in my honorable mentions. I did really do my top five favorite, even though I know some of them are going to be overlaps. So I, I had to pull stuff out of the, that. That's in my I, my honorable mention that, I was mad that they're an honorable mention, but I couldn't figure out what to pull out of the top five to re to replace them with. Right. Um, he's he's got an that excellent was part catalog. Of my honorable mention list too, was. I have my five, okay. and then it's like five more honorable mentions, and it's like, well, which one of the five do I want to pull out of the top five to put one of the five from the right. honorable mentions in? And then you're right. you're sitting there spinning wheels and going in circles and. At that point, I was doing the list literally like two hours ago, and I'm like, I'm not working on this list all the way up until we go live. Yeah, yeah I called mine good no, yesterday but... because I, I didn't want to keep banging my head against the wall because I don't think I'm ever going to be completely happy with this list because it's just 
a lot of close stuff for me. Right. There's so much to choose from. So, um, okay. So Dre says he's going to play along too. So Dre, you know what? Just throw your movie out there when we're, we're doing it and we will talk about it. So Chris, I'm going to let you start with your number five. What Ooh. you got for us? Cool. Uh, so this is one that isn't widely known or widely watched. Um, and it's uh, more of a, of a, a murder mystery than an actual action movie. And that's Striking Distance. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, where he's chasing the serial killer who ends up being his cousin. Um, yeah. But it, it's Spoiler a really alert. good movie. It's got some great dialogue. It's got a great cast. Uh, and it's one of those that well, if you haven't one... seen it. I highly recommend it. The spoiler alert is kind of implied, and if you I haven't watched kidding. the last movie, it's not recommended that you watch this episode. Yeah, well, they kind of spoil it like a third of the way into the movie. You know who it is, right? Hans okay. Gruber. Exactly. Yes, it's Hans Hans Gruber. Yeah. <laughs> I have seen it. It's been a long time, but. Um... Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one. And yeah, if you haven't seen it, because it's not one of his more well-known movies, <laughs> definitely check it out. No, critic. So. Uh, as far as like critics go, it got an awful lot of shade thrown at it. Yeah, but it's not a bad movie at all by any stretch of imagination. I'd be willing to do it on an evening at the movies if anybody would recommend it. Okay. <coughs> Let's do striking distance. <laughs> <laughs> Notice. Okay, so I thought I thought that would be higher on Dre's list than five. Dre's number five is Unbreakable. Um, that is on my long list. It's not in my top five. Um, and I'll I'll let if you guys have it, I'll I'll wait till you get to it and we can talk about it. Um, Didn't even but, make my honorable mention. Yeah, Unbreakable is not my favorite of that series, but I liked it better than Glass. Split is my favorite, which I know Bruce Willis isn't in, but that was just. Out of I would bet you a thousand dollars Dre has split on his list somewhere. Uh, Bruce Willis is in one Bruce scene. Bruce Willis is in split. Oh, he is. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Well, fair enough then. I think it's a All post right. credit scene or a mid credit scene. I don't think it's actually in the movie. Gotcha. Okay. It's one of those fucked up situations because it's M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And because it's in my Shyamalan, it's not highly rewatchable in my mind. Um, no. I don't know. I, I like Split a lot. Some of his movies are hit and miss for me, which um, we'll get to that later. So, Casey, what's your number five? Um, I got to pull up my list and refresh my memory really quick. Uh, Uh, number five is a, a buddy movie about a private detective and a disgruntled, disgraced ex-professional football player. Yes. Otherwise known as The Last Boy Scout. Good one. I fucking yeah. love that movie. It is a great movie. I, I was literally wrapped up in that movie from the moment he walked into the house after he came home at the beginning of the movie and found his wife in the bedroom and her hair was dry and there was mist in the bathroom and he literally pointed his gun at the closet and said, 
whoever's in the closet has five seconds to come out or I'm filling the closet full of lead. Yes. <laughs> and you literally got to like 0.5 before the freaking closet door opens. And spoiler alert, it's his freaking partner. Of course it is. Yeah, well, the next thing, what, you tripped, slipped, and your dick fell on my wife? Exactly. <laughs> so much great dialogue in that movie. And him and Wayans played off each other so well. I really yeah. wish they'd have done other movies together. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... It's uh, freaking funny. It <coughs> So much stuff goes on, and it's one of those movies, again, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go and see it, because even though it's about a professional football team-ish, it's really not about the sport at all. It's so much deeper and more involved than that. So... Again, if you haven't seen it, please, 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 please go check it out. And please, 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 somebody recommend we do it on an evening at the movies. All right. Sounds good to oh, me. And his daughter in that movie talks as much shit as he does, and it's beautiful to behold. Yes. You know who his daughter is, don't you, Amanda? Um, I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen it. I couldn't tell you. Jamie Strode. Really? Yep. Jamie Lee Curtis? I don't remember that. No, it's Jamie been... Strode. Danielle Harris. Oh, dang. okay. I was like, what? They're like the same age. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cool. Jamie Lee Curtis, I would have said Laurie Strode, not well, I Jamie. I thought you just messed it up. Sorry. I wasn't going to correct you. Yep. I'm trying to be nice. Okay, cool. Uh, honorable really? mention didn't make my top five. Uh, honorable mention for me as well. Okay. Which is fine because like we've discussed Damn before it. on past episodes, I kind of like the idea of not matching right. as much as possible. But that way we can cover a lot more of the subject matter than we would if we're matching three, four, five times. Yeah. Um, so my number five is um, a movie that I just feel like this role was just like, he fits so easily into it. Like I could picture him being this person in real life. Um, and it's the whole nine yards. I think that movie is just, it's really funny. It's cute. You know, obviously Matthew Perry's funny in it. Um, Rosanna Arquette's really funny in it, but I, and what is that girl's name? Amanda. Bynes? Pete. Amanda. Pete. Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her chemistry with Bruce Willis, I thought was just off the charts the way they played off each other. And I could just see Bruce Willis being like this mob guy in real life. Like it just it fits so well. So I I really liked that movie. The whole ten yards was fine, but I thought the whole nine yards was I I enjoyed a lot. I've watched it a lot of times. So <laughs> I like him in his comedic roles, but like half serious, half comedic. I think he he can pull off scary while funny really well, and not a lot of people can do that. So, Spoiler alert, we'll be going there with my number four pick. Oh, okay. Did you pick the whole ten yards? Or no, you're saying scary but funny. Okay. No, just the whole. Uh... Um, Chris, did you have that one or honorable mention? Uh, or? No, no. Okay. Um... You like I, I enjoyed the movie, but not so much that I would have put it on on either list. Fair, and I think the fair. sequel kind of kind of devalues the original. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't crazy about the sequel, but I liked I liked the the plot 
line and I, I just I really loved him and Amanda Pete together in that movie. I thought like I said, I thought their chemistry was just hilarious. So nine was All a right. lot better than ten. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um and obviously I am partial to Matthew Perry, but I know that's not what this list is about, but I like that movie because of him too. So All right, Chris, what is your number four? Uh, another action movie, uh, although in this one, he's not as much in the action as he is running the show. Uh, and this is one of those movies that shows up on every list you find on the internet of watch this underrated movie because it's really good. And uh, Tears of the Sun. <gasps> yes. Whoa. That movie is so good. Not you were thinking of something else. Not where I thought you were going. And is that... Is that that's Clancy, right? Is that uh -huh. no? Oh, yeah. who's it's the very Clancy esque, uh, and, and it okay. might have been uh, Clancy inspired, uh, but okay. it's not a Clancy story as far as I know. Okay. Um, oh, I think the Clancy is, I think, the sum of all fears. That's what I was thinking of, which I know that's a different movie, but for some reason I thought they were like. Or there's the yeah. math version, which is the fear of all sums. Wah, wah. Yeah, Tears of the Sun is a great movie for sure. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't write that one down, but well, um, truth be told, we haven't picked a bad movie yet. Well, no, no, we haven't. I don't think there. Um, and, I, and I shocked Casey with that pick, so I feel pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I thought you were going with my number four pick. So, well, uh, so wait, hold on, hold oh, on, great. No, uh, Rotten Tomato score thirty four percent. Is that the critic score or the audience score? Yeah. I'm always like, is that the audience score or the tomato meter? Because fuck the tomato meter. Well, Wait. fuck the audience score, too, because they ain't a well, damn thing on Rotten Tomatoes that's actually worthwhile. Um, and mean, great. My law of averages, they're going to get one right every once in a while, but uh, not, not often. very often. Right. And what do we say in the I Did Not Make These Rankings podcast network, Amanda? Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. And, and I think, honestly, that movie was ahead of its time because it was kind of heavily uh, messaged. Mm -hmm. And it was very, mm -hmm. very allegorical. And I, and I think it's aged really well because it's gotten better. Um, it was more on the political side when we weren't really making those kind of movies as much yet. Absolutely. But I, I think, yeah, I think that... I, I think the, uh, <laughs> the content of that movie has gotten... Uh, more apropos over time. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Dre threw out there his number four is Cop Out. Um, honorable mention for me. That movie's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, totally yeah. support that choice. <laughs> um, there's a great, and I think it's on Kevin Smith's Facebook where he gives a. a I guess he was doing a, a, one of his Q and A sessions, and apparently he and and Bruce Willis really fought during that movie. You um, mean Kevin Hart. No, Kevin Smith didn't. Kevin Smith direct that one. Oh, did he? Okay, I don't remember. Hold on, let me double check. Uh, was that even title. Kevin Hart in that movie? Now that I'm like, <laughs> that would be Tracy Morgan. They don't all look alike. Uh, um, no, what? Kevin Smith That's... did direct it. Kevin Smith did direct it. <laughs> okay. Um, and and Kevin Smith uh, now believes that that was really the beginning of of Bruce trying starting to show symptoms. Yeah. And, and he feels really bad about the way things went down, but. Uh, apparently some uh, mutual friends went and saw Bruce right after he was diagnosed with aphasia 
uh, and he had nothing but great things to say about Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith actually broke out about it, uh, broke up about oh, it on wow. stage talking about it. Um, but but Kevin Smith, when he talks about certain stars, he just you can see him beam, and Bruce yeah. Willis is one of those stars. Yeah, for sure. And I I'm can see where lie. maybe. Go ahead, finish what you were saying. Oh, and I'll I'll come in after you're done. Oh, I was just gonna say I could see where Bruce Willis could potentially be a difficult person to work with, mm -hmm. just because he's been in the business so long, and when you get hyped up to that amount of ego and you have that much star power, it can be hard to turn it off. So right, right. And he's an intimidating was, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, and that was was Kevin Smith's first big budget movie where he was spending somebody else's cash. Right. Uh, and so he wasn't used to having that level of star power or or everything else on set at the same time. Um, so it, I can see where those two would have would have butted heads. Well, there's, of, there's well one there's a lot of pressure when you get you're given a twenty thirty million dollar budget and you need to make sure you make a monster fucking profit and. Two, the other thing I was going to say is I don't care what anybody in the world says. Kevin Smith is a incredibly talented and underrated oh, yeah. fucking director. He's genius. For sure. There isn't a whole lot that he has pushed out that I can't stand to fucking watch or rewatch and watch again. And he's very loyal to the people in his circle. Watch so. Yeah. Well, especially, yeah. If you're in the Kevin Smith clique, he's going to take care of you. Yeah. I always tell that story about the the Ben Affleck movie, Jersey Girl, that, you know, he cut out parts of that movie because Ben and J-Lo had broke up between the time it was filmed and the time mm -hmm. it came out. And it's like, he didn't have to do that. But, you know, Ben was his friend and, you know, he realized how uncomfortable that would be for them. So, you know, it's just stuff like that, like. Because, you know, people were going to see it hoping to see more of J-Lo in it. And that movie is not great by any means, but I think it's cute. But, you know, it, he could have gotten a lot more attention for the movie by keeping the extra J-Lo bits in because they were broken up. But because he's a stand-up dude, he didn't do that. So How much of the quality of that movie decreased by him taking out all the stuff that he fucking took out? I don't I don't think very much, honestly, because it was all in the beginning and it wasn't much, but it was just like a you know, a big wedding scene. Okay, well, they were engaged and they called it off. We're not gonna include that. You know, they only included what had to be. So it wasn't a lot, but still that was one of those things that was anytime there's drama around a movie, that's getting people to the theater. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when people go home and say, Oh, there wasn't much of J Lo in it, and then the rest of the movie was meh. Which I don't agree with. I really liked it, but most people think it's stupid. But well, anyway, I, that just shows a lot of integrity. Absolutely. Well, it, it might be a piss poor example, but I mean, you look at the fact that the news broke of Brandon Lee dying on the set of The Crow. That movie did huge fucking box office numbers oh, yeah. a year later when it came out. Fucking. Um, That's how it works. Terminator Salvation with the whole Christian Bale meltdown. That was recorded and leaked before it came out. I remember that. That dude seems like a ticking time bomb, so that didn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and again, same same actor, different movie, different actor drama, though. But The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger dying. Yeah. That movie was going to do huge numbers anyway, but 
it did Heath Ledger dying did a lot more unfortunately yeah it was yeah. free advertising I was just because watching 10 things that, I hate about you and I was like because oh. people movie. that don't care about Batman flocked to that movie to go see what the buzz was about this performance right by Heath well, and especially all the, oh, the way he prepared for this role affected his mental health and all this stuff. Well, of course, you want to go see, how did he have to transform himself? And, oh, my God, did he fucking ever. Like, the epitome mm -hmm. of pure evil in that movie is, like, that would fuck with anybody, I would think. But Yeah, uh, uh, if you play so that role that way and it doesn't fuck with you, there's something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I would honestly uh, put that version of the Joker in my top three favorite villains of all time and i don't even think i can even rank the three as to which one's one which one's two and which one's three yeah he's not my top joker of all time but i can see that it, it again we have this discussion about batman all the time with you know lots of people it it depends on what kind of characters you're yeah. looking for for sure are you looking for comic book and sticky or are you looking for serious you know, there's something to appeal to everyone. Um, well, and that's one of those roles that you have to pay homage to the people before you and also make it your own at the same time. Right. Um, which is why every portrayal of the Joker is a little different. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Even the much As maligned um, Snyderverse version of the Joker, uh, mm -hmm. Leto's Joker. Yeah. Uh, because it had to be different. Um, so... <laughs> Okay, I can talk about it this all night. Yeah, so, I know. Okay. Yeah, what's your for number me, four? For me, it's Zach Galakinakis as Lego Joker. Just saying. <laughs> I, I can't get mad at that choice. I, I can't. <laughs> He's so funny. Anyway. I mean, for me, it's Hamill because him yeah. and, and Conroy. Um, yeah. And Hamill has retired from doing the Joker because oh. of Conroy's death. He won't yeah. do it without Kevin. That's that's sweet. Okay, well, yeah. That would be Mel Gibson doing a Lethal Weapon movie without Danny Glover. Right. right. Like, who's going to do that? It's not going to fucking work. All right, Casey, what's your number four before we get too far into that rabbit hole? Well, I'm probably going to get lambasted for this one, but um, it's one of those movies where Bruce Willis, I think, is incredibly snarky slash funny, but yet a tough rough around the edges badass at the same time until the end of the movie when he literally sacrifices himself for the world you son of a bitch armageddon armageddon on <laughs> that was my number one that's my number one as well <laughs> I son of a bitch <laughs> And I all, know my, probably... all of my top five are so fucking close, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, I mean, that movie still, to this day, I've seen it a hundred fucking times. Yeah. And still, every damn time, when they get loaded back up on the shuttle, and he's sitting there waiting, and Liv Tyler walks in to do the no, Zoom call. Stop it. And she's sitting there freaking... Ugly crying, Daddy, saying goodbye no. to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like Jesus God. And I saw that on a first date, again, and I was ugly crying. 
Okay, yeah, that guy my other point you. is I'm not, I'm not even a huge Ben Affleck fan, but I even like Ben Affleck in that movie. I'm... It was very good in that movie. It is what yeah, he, he was. That movie's amazing. And my, my brother and I refer to Armageddon as a chick flick for guys. Yeah. Because it's one of those yeah. movies where it's okay as a dude. To... <laughs> the, the, the the scene, the, the bit where he gives AJ his patch and says, uh, give this to what's his name and take care of my daughter. Yeah, and, then the, and then the Zoom call, as you said. Now. And, and yeah. then when when Affleck hands over his patch to, to Billy Bob, those three moments of the movie, if you're not choking up a little bit, even on the 90th watch, there's something wrong yeah. with you. That's and one of those Will movies Patton, that Oh, God. I love when Will the Patton. mom shows up with the little boy, even though I think mm-hmm. she's a bitch, but whatever. Right? I'm like, oh, my God. Well, and here's my other favorite moment of that entire movie, too. And um, it literally is they're getting ready to leave, and AJ's saying goodbye to... Liv Tyler, and he sings through the freaking song, leaving on a jet plane, and then they get to the freaking chorus, and all of a sudden, you all you hear is freaking Michael Clark Duncan. Yeah. Don't go away, I'll be back. In his deep freaking grizzly bear voice. Yep. Well, I laugh every time I hear that because that that whole cast you was don't just yeah. awesome. When Bruce and that whole movie. Like, that- that boy don't take anything seriously, and um, Will Patton's like reminds me of somebody I know. Like, I love how they, you know, Chris <coughs> Willis and Ben Affleck have this like, you know, clashy but also really like a father son relationship. Right. It says, "I always thought of you as a son." I just die. Like, I can't. Or, or the well, bit where he's recruiting him, and he's like, "AJ, me. there's not a job on this planet I want you for." <laughs> yes, I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> Even like the line where Harry, there's only five words I want to hear from you right now, and it's AJ. I always thought of you as a son, and he goes up in this big long. <laughs> you you like have a special place in my heart. Words. He's like yeah. that's, that, that's like it's ten like, words, but you know. Well, and this exactly. isn't really. I mean, it not necessarily about Bruce Willis, which obviously he's amazing, but there are certain actors that have chemistry together and have been tried to recreate it in other movies like for example in that movie ben affleck and Liv tyler or matthew mcconaughey and kate hudson or you know uh, meg ryan and mm-hmm. tom hanks there's certain actors that have this just super amazing palpable chemistry and i thought that made that movie really good too i Absolutely. mean and yeah bruce willis is uh, he feels like, uh, to me, that feels like that's who he would be in real life, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. he, he's playing that every man character of of Harry, yeah. and at the same time, he's kind of the voice of the audience, where he's like, "You guys yeah. are nasty. You got guys in room making stuff up. When people backing them up, yes. making stuff up, <laughs> or, or when he's ripping apart the crawler, it's like, what is this? How much this cost?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, he's, so he's playing the every man role and the voice of the audience at the same time, and that was just beautiful amazing. writing and beautiful acting. Yeah. Uh, and that might have been uh, the the peak uh, of Bruce Willis, uh, just because he he nailed mm-hmm. every single bit of his acting toolbox in one movie. Yeah, 
the only thing he didn't do was have a shoot. Well, he shot a day check on, on the on the rig, so there he even used a gun. So um, I, I think he's kind of being a dick because he's like not letting his daughter <laughs> date this guy, even though he's the same guy as that guy. Because here's the point, though: is they're the same fucking guy, mm-hmm. right? And that's but what Will Patton was doing says... when he made the comment about the hmm, sounds like somebody I know. Because obviously, right, but then he says she's too good for all of us. Like, not even just AJ. She's too good for him. She's too good for anybody else in that group. And so he's not just singling out this kid. He's singling out all of them, saying she's better than us. And, you know, as a dad, he really believes that. So I think it's really sweet. Well, he wanted something more for her than the life that he grew up raising his family in. But then again, he raised her in that life and got surprised when she fell in love with someone just like him. Like, <laughs> I believe Chris, that was I'm sometime. impressed that's your number one. I guess that's a chick flick for guys. I thought I was going to get made fun of for having that as my number one. So I'm. What did, I thought I was going to get made fun of for having it as my number four, but. I mean, it's a little yeah. low in my opinion, but I can't. I can't get mad at. Yeah. Uh, you having because because like we've said we we've all said these are all so close in our mind that um yeah. I mean there there are things that Joel almost I don't have my honorable mention but I I can't argue them. All right, Jeremy went back to the Batman conversation saying Mark Hamill's the best Joker, so we'll we'll have to address that another time. <laughs> um, okay, Tune into our Batman top five Batman episode. Yeah, I need to release that. The problem oh, is, fuck. I know. There I know. Oh my god! That was recorded you know, before. Okay. Upload a goddamn thing. Can we? Can, can I address this with you later? And you guys stop giving me shit. Anyway. Wow, not in your top five, Dre. That's interesting. Okay, so my number four. Dre and I, I have had thinking... this discussion before. I know what Dre's top five is. And yes, Heath oh, Ledger okay. is number one. No, I think. Oh. I don't know if he was talking Jeremy or to us. I thought he was talking to us about Armageddon. But I don't know. I'm sure he'll clarify in a second. Armageddon it. Are you Armageddon on. <laughs> yeah, yes. Mm. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's talking to us. Armageddon's not in his top five. Okay. So my number four is going way back in time. It is one of his very first movies. I have seen this movie a million times. Don't shake your head at me. Don't roll your eyes. I do not give a fuck. I grew up watching this movie, and it is still one of my favorites. Uh, 1987's Blind Date. Ooh. Have you guys seen that? Yes. Once. Not in a and I would not time. call that movie rewatchable. Are you serious? It's so funny. I don't think Bruce it's Willis, Kim Basinger, John Larroquette. It's just, it's so slapstick and it's very, very young, all of them, but especially young Bruce. And drunk Kim Basinger is fucking hilarious. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of slapstick. Okay, well, it's an oldie but a goodie. Um, for people who don't know, because blind date's so old, a lot of people probably haven't seen it. Um, Bruce it's Willis. It's about gets, a blind date. Well, no shit. He gets set up with his like, cousins or his friend's cousin or something, and 
they go on this blind date and the guy tells him, do not let her drink. Don't give her alcohol because she gets crazy. And he's like, yeah, whatever. I want to get laid. So he, tr- he gets her drunk and shenanigans ensue. And her crazy ex, John Larroquette, is following them around everywhere. And it's just, yeah, that doesn't Boy, surprise me, Dre. Rotten Tomatoes. You know what? It, I say give it a rewatch. For me, it's nostalgia. I grew up watching it as a kid. Like, it was just, my mom loved it, so we watched it a lot. Here's how old it is. It literally was one of those movies that he filmed during hiatus while he was working on Moonlighting Moonlighting. with Civil Shepard. It's so old, he had almost a full head of hair. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. And people still thought Kim Basinger could act. (laughs) Hey. She's not bad in everything. She's really good in L.A. Confidential. So. <laughs> yeah, and then there's Batman, where I would call her two-dimensional, but the cardboard cutout had more depth. Wah, wah. I didn't think she was that bad. Definitely okay. not my favorite Batman love interest. If anybody else that's watching has seen Blind Date, let me know what you think. If you haven't seen it and you like 80s slapstick comedy, go check it out. It's Bruce Willis. Give him a chance. Anyway, I don't care what y'all say. I've I seen it, and I don't hate it, but it's not something that, it, oh, it's been 10 years since I've seen it. I better go freaking find a DVD or find it online and watch it again. To be fair, I'm I sure probably, probably haven't seen it in like 10 years, if not more. I mean, truth be told, it, I'm sure at some point it'll probably come up on a certain podcast about reviewing movies, but so maybe I need to rewatch it because, you know, it's a nostalgia thing. I'm sure it doesn't hold up. I mean, I can guarantee you without even rewatching it, I'm sure a lot of it doesn't hold up. But A lot of the stuff movie, from the 80s doesn't hold up. It's a movie I grew up watching, and I really liked it. So there you go. All right, Chris, what you got for your number three, buddy? Uh, it needs no introduction. Uh, we've talked about it already at uh, at length and uh, Die Hard. That's my number three, too. Oh, my God. Look at us oh, having two Jesus in common God, in the same did... spot. <laughs> did I just take your number one, Casey? How's it feel? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I mean. I didn't, as I... I didn't put it in my top five because I knew somebody else was going to. So I opted with. Well, possibly I mean, how can you opted not? with. A different one. Well, I mean, it's the movie that launched a franchise. And this is one time that I will argue with Dre that older is better. But any potential other options that may come up on my list aren't very far behind the original. Okay, I have something to say to Dre. Not about this. He's saying his number three is the fifth element, which I'm sure we're going to get to. Um, He says Die Hard 3 is better. The original Die Hard has Carl Winslow in it, one of your TV dads that raised you. So you have to like that one the best, because I said so. Part 2 has Carl Winslow in it, too. Okay, but Part 3 doesn't? Does it? Part 3, the whole franchise went down rip. I don't know. I haven't. I don't remember it. Part three has one badass motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Um, although I, I have a feeling Samuel L. Jackson may have played a part in Dre's upbringing as well. 
Um, yeah, Die Hard, like I always say, it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off Nakatomi Plaza. I know Carl I Winslow is Die Family Die Matters. Die. He's the cop in Die Hard, Dre. <laughs> I don't know his real life name, so I call him yes, Carl please. Winslow. Sorry. <laughs> Reginald Bell Johnson. There you go. So, yeah. Not just Sorry, a hat Chris. rack. Continue. <laughs> Die hard. Die hard. <laughs> I don't care what Bruce Willis says either. Die hard is a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie. I agree. 100%. Yeah, I mean, Die Hard is just, yeah, it established him as the action star. You know, the, and again, separated him from, Stallone and Schwarzenegger and Jean-Claude and Steven Seagal because he was funny and relatable and flawed. So, yeah. Die Hard's, die hard's the tits. Unclammed tits, in fact. Exactly. So, Casey, no, that was your number one. Honestly, I would have had... I would have had... Oh, no, you didn't have it. I'm sorry. On. My bad. Sorry. No, it's my number one honorable mention because I knew okay. one of the two of you was going to have it on there, and I didn't want potentially a different movie to go untalked about, and I thought it might, so I included that one in my top five, possibly. Okay. We'll find out later in I my list. Closest, this is the closest Chris and I have ever been as far as number of picks and at the same spot. Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh... It's not common for us. <laughs> no, no. Normally, I'm stealing Casey's list. Uh, right, yeah, no. Casey. I was gonna say we had. I think we had an episode or two where, like, literally, we had like three or four, yeah. and they were. All I think I took the three of your picks in a row on underrated '90s bands. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Casey. What's your number three? Um. My number three, you probably might not classify as a Bruce Willis movie. It's more of an ensemble movie. But it is, to my knowledge, the first time that Bruce Willis and is it a, a color? Bad, badass motherfucker appeared in the same movie. I don't know. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Quentin Tarantino's. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. I didn't really consider that a Bruce Willis movie, but I understand where you're coming from. So. Oh, no, I, I love that movie, I, and I quote yeah. that movie pretty much on a daily basis. I, I didn't put it on either list for the simple fact of that movie doesn't really have a lead. Uh, right. And I didn't want, uh, I, I wanted to pick movies where, where Bruce Willis really shined. Uh, and yeah. while he was on screen, he did. Um, but like you said, it's an ensemble movie. It's a series of, of, uh, <laughs> vignettes. Stories yeah. Woven uh, together in. Yeah. Same reason why I didn't, I didn't, why I didn't list four rooms, uh, even though he was, he was great in that too. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction's a fantastic movie and everybody in it is really good. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Bruce Willis was awesome in the fucking movie. It, Literally, I don't care what anybody says. I will go out on a limb and say it 
brought John Travolta back into. Absolutely. Oh yeah, action. for sure. For sure. Um, Oh, I know he's done work. some stuff before, but I mean, at that point when Pulp Fiction came out, Samuel Jackson was pretty much off to the fucking races at that point too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's about when he switched from being Sam Jackson to Samuel L. Jackson, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like Larry Fishburne went to be in Lawrence when he had to be in the Matrix. Got to class that shit up. <laughs> No, I think he was. I think he was Lawrence uh, he, for Poison the Hood, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. He was. Okay. I'm just. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much after Nightmare on Elm Street Nightmare, too, yeah. when he dropped the Larry and went to Lawrence. I had to change yeah. my name after that movie too. Hey, but really, you're not going to take Larry seriously. It's got to be Lawrence. Lawrence. Well, I mean, truth be told, I mean, how many times are you going to seriously look at somebody named Larry? Uh, is, he, I'm going is he not out. wearing a leisure suit? Sorry, Shanna. Exactly. We love we love your dog. And his name Larry. Yes. Yeah. Don't don't not be for that reason, Larry. Though. Okay. No. All right. Amanda just said I'm you had a name in Lawrence. Sorry. Yeah, Shanna. We're, I'm going to start calling him Sir Lawrence the Fourth. Esquire. Jack's Who are the full, other three? Jack has a full name, and it is Jackson Cornelius Kohlhofer the Third. <laughs> I don't know. I just threw the third on there. <laughs> she forgot the rotation. When puff, I'm puff, mad give. at him, I call him puff, Jackson puff, Cornelius. Give. No. Puff, puff. And then she like puffs to, some more. I don't like right. to pass. I like to keep it. She smokes two joints before she smokes two joints, and then she smokes two more. Yep, yep. She was going right. to clean her room, but then she got high. <laughs> I was going to do a lot of things before I... I don't get high. High does not... High is not a good look on me. I just get drunk. All right. Chris, what's your number two? <laughs> Uh, let's see who's number two work for. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, you, you all guessed it earlier. It is on my list. Uh, all I have to say is multi-pass. <laughs> oh, no, no. We are not shaming the weed here, yeah. Dre. It's not, it's not happening. They're just shaming me because that's what they do. It's part of our shtick. No, but Fifth yeah. Element is my number two. Oh. Yeah. Great movie. It's my number two on my honorable mention list. Nice. You're fired, Dre. It's just mm-mm. No, you, you gotta, you gotta go. I can't. Well, well then. Uh, I thought you guys were gonna be friends too. I, I thought so. Uh, you know, went really well on that first draft episode, and now uh, I'm starting to rethink my life decisions. Hey, well, one no, Realistically, it started going south the minute you mentioned Star Wars on the one episode that you guys were all on, and Dre's like, "No, fuck Star Wars." Oh, right. I mean, not everybody likes Star Wars. It's okay. Right, but the, you can be respectful about it, right? Yeah. You can right. mention... Honey, you're high. <laughs> and not on the good stuff. I mean, you want some some low-quality shit. Smoking that bad what you're belting out, yeah. It, uh... You don't know what the quality of the shit is in Portland. I'm sure it's great. Um, yeah, okay, so... Fifth... Northwest produces some good quality fucking weed. 
Uh, Fifth Element is, yeah, just such a crazy good movie. It's and again, it's one of those ones that I weird. knew at least Chris was going to have just because I'm high. You know. No, uh, Dre, you're <laughs> both high and wrong. It's a double whammy. <laughs> cool. I knew Chris what was going to have it at least. Um... The <laughs> cool whip. <laughs> Sorry. Fifth element. Well, no, I just think I knew Chris was going to have it, so I went ahead and put it on my honorable mention at number two. So yeah. technically, we have a number two in common. It's just not on corresponding lists. It's not one of my favorites, but not because of Bruce Willis. That movie is just not really my cup of tea. Like it's it's good. It was worth a watch, but I wouldn't watch it over and over again. Oh, I, I would. Uh, yeah. Gary Oldman uh, is a master in that movie. Yes, he's a master in everything. When yes. are we doing that one? Top five Gary Oldman. I've been because I that. can't get it down to five. There's there's have to be a top ten episode. Yeah. Fair. Do it in two parts. Yeah. No, I think Chris is right though. If we do a top anything Gary Oldman, it has to be more than five. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't do outside of top five more or often, but Gary Oldman is one of those ones that it has to be. I can't get it down to five. There's just, there's no yeah. way. It, I, I'm probably going to have to, you know, roll a die to figure out which one's going to be in which slot, like on the fly, you know, like you yeah. make your lists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, sometimes game time decisions turn out to be the best decisions. So. Okay, so let's uh, Dre see. wants it on the Gary Oldman list. Oh, yeah. Good. Yep, we will have you. So, we know Chris is number one, my number one. Um, we don't so Basically, know... it's just me giving the rest of my list out now. Well, I haven't done my number two yet. Let me finish oh, the sentence. So. Why don't you go ahead and do your number two, and then I'll just release my two and one at the same time. I was just trying to Wait, figure what? out how many movies we right. <laughs> do you, do you need to excuse yourself or <laughs> are we just done with freezing or? or... <laughs> Sorry, that joke was shitty. Oh my god! I'll try to okay. flush it out. What I was Wait. trying to do, Casey, was figure out how many movies we have left because. If if you and I don't have my number two in common somewhere, I'm going to be really upset. And I'm thinking it's got to be your two or maybe even number one. So here goes. Um, Chris didn't have it, which actually doesn't surprise me. But if Casey doesn't have it, we're going to have to rethink our plopster shit. My number Damn. two is The Sixth Sense. I, you know what? No, don't shake your head. For Okay, for Bruce Willis... Being an action star, a comedy star, a all these different things that he can do, he can pull off a dramatic role very well, and he doesn't get enough credit for that. And the sixth sense is just I would I would pay money to be able to watch that for the first time again. And to not know that twist was coming and watch it and just be like, what the fuck? So I agree with almost everything you just said there. Um, in fact, I'm trying to think of something that I don't agree with that, that you just said there. I didn't include it on either list for the simple fact of the movie is not rewatchable. 
if you watch it a second time, you feel like a fucking idiot. Because all you do is sit there and, oh, I missed this. Oh, I missed this. I, I mean, I could probably watch it again now that it's been since it was in theaters. But the, the movie's not rewatchable to me. Okay. And non-rewatchable movies, I don't rank that highly. Gotcha. I think it's rewatchable, but like I said, it's, you know, there's certain movies and certain books that I'm like, I would pay money to watch that or read that again for the first time. And the Oh, for sure. With a with twist hit on that and that being the first not Shyamalan movie, you're like, yeah. how the hell did I miss that? It's been in front of me the whole time and you spent the next three hours with whomever you watched the movie with discussing how badly you missed everything and how much it was in front of you. Um, it's just, like I said, it, it, it's not rewatchable and M. Night Shyamalan you, has overdone his shtick. When you watch it the second time, though, you get to pick up on it. And then after that, I could agree it's not maybe as rewatchable, but I like the movie as a whole. I really like the, first of all, Toni Collette can do no wrong in my book. She's fucking fantastic. And then two, I just, I really like seeing Bruce Willis in this like almost fatherly, Mm -hmm. therapeutic, dramatic role because you don't get a lot of that with Bruce Willis. And so that was kind of why I wanted to highlight it because he does it really well. And he, you know, people don't think of that when they think of him because he's typically the action, comedy, or both star. And Dre, yeah, that could be a good idea, although I don't... Count me out on that one. Uh, there's not a lot of his movies I actually really like. The Village, it... Trash. Lady in the Water, Trash. What Signs. was that? Trash. Double Trash. I know, I thought Signs was good. Signs, slightly better Trash. Avatar, um... Trashy. Avatar? Oh, Last Airbender, pardon me. Oh, oh, I was like, um, I haven't watched Old yet, but I really want to. But um, I thought Signs was pretty good. But the problem is, Sixth Sense was the first one, and it was so amazing. He he set the bar too high and hasn't been mm-hmm. able to live up to it. And you know that's the thing that happens with a lot of people. So it's you know it is what it is. Well, it, it, he he wrote his shtick out for too long, as opposed to just dropping it, right, and, and going another direction. Um, the, the problem, though, is he did it and did it well the first time out, and then everybody expected it right. every time out. After that, yeah, but by like the third movie, you're like, okay, where's the twist? Where's the twist? Where's yeah. the twist? And yeah, no, literally every time you wa- go to the theater and watch one of his movies, that's what you're doing now after seeing The Sixth Sense. And you're literally sitting there with a damn magnifying mm-hmm. glass watching the fucking movie, looking for any damn little detail that might cause an oh my god twist at the end. Okay, I forgot about Split. I didn't remember that that was him. I thought Split was really good. Well, I haven't seen. Um. But yeah, I agree. I think Sixth Sense set the bar so high that it was just, you know, unfortunately he peaked on his first movie and kind of went, yeah. But, so Casey, did you have it? So I think at this point we need to get to my last two and decide whether or not we're going to bet on whether or not our plobstership is over. Well, I really thought you would have it, so I'm going to be disappointed if you don't, but that's okay. I'll live. Because yeah, he has a whole library of fantastic movies. So, I'm, I'm hoping, I know what one of your next two is, and I'm really hoping you put it on the list because I, I want to hear somebody mention this in a top five. Okay. Go for number two. 
we just got done talking about it. It's a sixth sense. <laughs> High five. Okay, finally. <sighs> Plopster five. I mean, honestly, that's the only dramatic movie I have on my list, other than um, The Story of Us, which nobody likes. Well, okay, Die Hard's dramatic, but it's it's still the action slash comedy sure. trope that he does. Um, I mean, I guess I have one that's dramatic, but it's also an action movie on my honorable mention, so we'll get to it. But Casey, number one, I'm ready. What you got? No, you're not. Okay. Neither the two, neither the two of you are. Dre might be, but you're not. I can guarantee it. Sin City is on my honorable mention list. Okay. Number one. Hey, Zeus. Not Hey, Zeus. Hey, Zeus, as in Father of Olympus. I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass. Die hard with a vengeance. Wow. I don't care what anybody says. I love that movie. I wouldn't put it ahead of the original, but again, like I said earlier, but you I did. Knew it. Oh, okay. Because I knew you guys were going to talk about it. That's why okay, I think leave it off and let somebody up, let something else have a little bit of freaking credit. But you disappointed me, Casey. I was hoping you were going to go in a different direction there. What direction did you think I was going to go? Well, we'll we'll get to the honorable mentions here in a moment. Yeah. So, Die Hard with a Vengeance is not the worst of the series. No, the last one. But is. it's on the list. I don't know. What's the last one? The last one or two, the one like one Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Yeah. No, I don't think I've one seen one in that Russia. One. I haven't seen that one. I, I think that was Die Harder artist. Yeah. <laughs> Die super duper hard with that Cialis. Right, right. Beavis and Butt. Oh my God! I didn't even. How did I forget he was in Beavis and Butt Head to America? He was the freaking guy that commissioned them to go kill his wife. Interesting. And they thought I they... see that movie since it was new. I yeah, I haven't seen it in forever, but it was so good. Looper. That's one <laughs> of George's favorites. George loves Looper. I thought Looper was so, pretty good. And then look, go. who's talking to is. On my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Look who's talking is on mine, not look who's talking to. Well, for I, it is what it is. Yeah. And the only other one I had on my honorable mention list was Death Becomes Her. Me too. I fucking love Death. I knew. Becomes I her. knew one of you fuckers was going to have that movie on there. You like it? <sighs> it was garbage. You're was that garbage. the movie you were referring to? Absolutely. Death Becomes, Death Becomes her, her is fucking amazing. It's fucking something. Yeah. Whatever. Um, See, Dre, what? you keep playing with my emotions. Sometimes it's like we tight, and sometimes you're like, fuck Star Wars. So I, I don't deal with you, bro. I mean, I, Dre, I, I want to be friends with you, but... Fuck Star Wars. Death Becomes Her is the worst movie ever? No, sir. I'm sorry. There are way worse movies than that movie. No, no, no. Um, we, no it goes on one of those on, worst movies on, because on, it's a big on, budget on, and it thinks it's good. I think it's really oh. funny. Time out. Dre, 
You lying motherfucker. It is not the worst movie ever. There you go. You know good and hell well. There you go. There you go. Again, Both strongly disagree. It. it took an hour and a half for the damn boat to sink. That's how long it took in real time. Like an hour and 20-something minutes. Whatever. Anyway. To be discussed next week on an evening at the movie. Yes. Dre, you're gonna be mad because Casey is coming around on Titanic. And I have some I have some points I'm gonna make that might even make you come around. I said I was softening my position on Titanic. I did not say I was coming around. Oh. I still have Maybe get you some uh some Viagra for that softening. <laughs> Love you, Dre. Have a good night. Thanks for watching. Peace and hair grease, Dre. <laughs> All right, uh, Chris, what honorable yes. mentions did you have? Uh, honorable mentions. Uh, red. Yeah. Yes, me too. Love uh, red. Uh, the one that's the spaghetti western in El Paso, uh, Last mm. Man Standing. I walked out of the theater from that movie. One of two movies I have ever walked out of a theater on. I Hated almost it. walked out of the theater on Titanic. Oh, shut up. Hated Last Man Standing. Sorry. And then the, the last one on my honorable mention that's still there is the movie that I was I was hoping, uh, hoping oh that. Oh my that... god! Andre. Anyway, that I was hoping that uh, that that Casey was going to make a deep cut and make this his number one is that great great vehicle starring Bruce Willis and Danny Aiello, Hudson Hawk. Ooh yeah, I forgot about that. Casey's not rethinking his list. I am. Only because, and this this actually pisses me off because I actually fucking Googled Bruce Willis and because I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. And Hudson Hawk was not listed in his fucking bio. Cool. That's why you use IMDB. Yeah. I, I use didn't IMDb think about so you. Go all the way back. I didn't use Wiki though either. Hmm. Fuck Wiki. Uh, Hudson Hawk is such a yeah, it's dumb. The, mm. pr the the whole the whole premise is dumb. The singing cat burglars is dumb. Sandra <laughs> Bernhardt is a fucking legend in that movie. Yeah, she's always a legend. The, the the movie end to end is just inane as fuck, and I love every single second of it. Yeah, Buffy, exactly. Ball ball. I haven't seen it in so long, but yeah, it's a great one. Okay. So I also had read um, Death Becomes Her and Cop Out, which we kind of talked about. Um, Look who's talking. Two, and yeah. Two, and then obviously um, Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, two that we haven't talked about that um, one is one of George's favorites and the other one is the one that I was saying is dramatic but still an action movie. He wasn't Bandits. in Bandits. Bandits is oh. really funny. And, you know, action but funny. And George really loves that movie. And as much as I hate Billy Bob Thornton, I think it's a decent movie. Um, and The Jackal. Oh, yeah. The, the Jackal doesn't get a whole lot of credit, but I thought no. it was so good. But not a lot of Bruce comedy in that one. <laughs> of an action, but he's, you know, I like the dramatic, the dramatic theme that he brings to it. So, so yeah, 
Um, a lot of good movies for Bruce Willis. If you guys haven't seen these all, I definitely recommend all of them, even Die Hard with a Vengeance, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. No less shaming. What? I'm not shaming it, but I'm just you know what? <laughs> it's not the best one. Sorry. It's not. No. Also, if you haven't seen Blind Date, I'm going to need somebody to watch Blind Date and report back to me. And I'm going to watch it again and see if I still like it. Because, yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've seen it. I'm sure it's aged like fine vinegar. I'm sure, as many 80s movies have, you have to watch it in that mindset and not, you know... It, that That's hard with a lot of things now because there's so many things that have not aged well. And while I'm happy to say that, you know... Some of us are learning and evolving and all that stuff. It makes some things that we used to laugh at uncomfortable. But on the other hand, sometimes a joke is just a joke and sometimes you just have to laugh at it. So you have to look at it through a specific lens and know that while you've grown, some things are just funny. So. So, yeah. Um, All right. Well, we'll have to do Gary Oldman soon for sure. Um. And I don't know, the next couple of things coming up on the SIP list are, um, we'll actually be recording tomorrow. tomorrow, and that episode will come out the week before this one because it's still Black History Month. Um, we will be doing top five black movies that are not about black trauma. Better so yourself. I'll be right back. That will be a special I Did Not Make These Rankings network episode, so there will be five of us, so... It'll be interesting. Um, but basically, we're going we're gonna to talk about, you know, black movies that aren't about slavery and racism and struggle that is specific to black people. We're going to talk about movies that celebrate black culture or movies that are, you know, shit everybody goes through. So stay tuned for that. And then, Chris, I was going to ask you if you want to do this one. And no pressure, because I, I don't know how much you are into this, but um, I kind of thought it was up your alley. I have connected with some people on Twitter, some other podcasts, and so we're having mm-hmm. new guests. And we're going to do top five video games. Ooh. So I thought that might be up your alley, so I'm just throwing that out there, and we can discuss. But Yeah, uh, let me know the date, and if I can make it work, I will. Okay. And I already told them all of mine are going to be like the year 2000 and prior. <laughs> hey, but there's some some classics, and I might... Because uh, mm-hmm. it's you know top five that that speak to to that particular gamer. It's me, Mario. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could honestly do a top five just Nintendo and just Atari and just Sega, but um, you know. Anyway, we'll we'll be doing that in the next couple of weeks. So I'll let you know when we set a date and then see you know if that works for you. I think it's probably going to be on a weekend, but I'm not sure yet. So okay. we'll see. Uh, if everything goes right, I'm recording another episode of my podcast tomorrow. That uh, should go up within Which... the next. Oh, the paintball one. I haven't. I haven't decided if I actually can do the other one. I don't know if I got time. Which was my next thing was please go ahead and promote your brand new paintball podcast. Oh yes, yes. Uh, the one step paintball podcast. Uh, it's about the history the, uh, of the sport as well as the the culture. Um, and informational about playing at, at any type or any level. 
Um, we've already had one episode with, with decent results. Uh, and this week I'll be talking about what thought process you need to go through when picking out gear. Nice. Informative and fun. Mm-hmm. And is it on all the platforms yet? Or we it's still it on, on that, or? Spotify, Google, Apple. Amazon? think it's yeah it is on amazon so it's on those i remember amazon was weird you had to at least i had to submit to amazon separately from when i did it from anchor but they may have changed that by now so i know i had to do them all separately google took the longest to actually get set up completely um it was kind of a weird process but um i've got both (laughs) providers available um awesome I will link it in the show notes so that people who are interested in paintball and all it has to offer can check that out. Awesome. Thank you. Um, also, don't forget to check out Crime Rewind with me and Shanna. Um, new episodes every week where we are discussing cold cases and hoping to bring new light to them. Um, we just recently released an episode on The Wrestler, Dino Casey. Bravo. Say it again. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. Who I, I think was fairly self-explanatory, but was still a good episode. We had Chansey and Casey on, and so that was a lot of fun, so check that one out. Yes. Casey. It's always fun and, and good times when I'm on Crime Rewind, except for yes. the episode before that. But um, Yeah, that yeah. one was a clusterfuck. When I listened to it, when I got back from Jamaica, I was like, I was in my car and I was just enraged. You know, I was messaging you guys while I was driving, which I don't condone. Please don't do that. Exactly. Drive safely and text free. Uh, briefly, what's coming up on an evening at the movies and your other collabs? Love you. Well, as briefly as I can and your number one co-host. Um, so an evening at the movies is available wherever you get your podcast listening fix. Um, we've got, uh, this tomorrow. Well, it'll probably, by the time this comes out, fucking Romeo and Juliet will have aired a couple weeks ago. Titanic probably last weekish will have released. Um, in March, we're looking at, uh, um, movies that scored less than 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, but we still love them, and we call it Fuck You, Rotten Tomatoes. We Can't still love you. That. Um, April, we're discussing uh, biopics. May, we are celebrating the 123rd birthday of the wonderful Wizard of Oz and looking at all things Wizard of Oz as well. We will be also doing Chris's birthday movie that month as well. Um, also in March, we've got Jen's oh, my birthday. birthday's movie. in May, Casey. Yeah, I oh. know. Yours is in okay. May. Back, back in time, back to March. Um, Jen and I believe the plan is Chris will be coming on and discussing her. Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire for Jen's birthday movie. Um, I don't remember if I've announced it yet or not, but if not, oh well, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. But March 31st, we are releasing a tribute to Brandon Lee where we are revisiting our first episode of the show and discussing The Crow. 
as well. We will also be doing a special bonus episode that day as well. Um, Cursed movies focusing on the death of Brandon Lee because March 31st is 30 years to the day since Brandon Lee died on the set of The Crow. But definitely find us on social media and stay up to date and the schedule is always changing and new stuff's being added and old stuff's being taken off and it's always good times as well. Check out the I Did Not Make These Rankings Podcast Network, www.idnmtrpodcastnetwork.com. How is that for fucking speed? Nice. Thank you very much. Also, season to season, me and, and CJ and Dre and yeah, if Dre hasn't announced it yet, I'm going to scoop him anyway, but from time to time, Cam will be popping in on season to season with us and joining in on the fun. Um, nice. As well, stay tuned. Probably right about the same time that this episode releases, Amanda and Shanna and I are launching a new podcast called Literature Reapers, where we will be reading books sporadically, not necessarily every week, though. No. But probably you'll at least get a monthly episode from us yeah. where we'll read a book, discuss it, review it. And it's an evening at the movies only with books. And our so. first book, because this will be dropping on March 2nd, um, we can go ahead and tell you our first book is how to sell a haunted house by Grady Hendrix. So our, our um, second movie will be, or our second book will be a time to kill. Yes. And that will also be coupled with, an episode on an evening at the movies focusing on the movie a time to kill as well all right well uh guys hope you guys enjoyed this i had fun thanks for coming on and talking all the bruce willis stuff and i encourage everybody to go watch the movies that you haven't seen especially if you're a bruce willis fan because you know his library of work is fantastic so hope everybody except for the heart three yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, have a great week. Thanks for listening. And remember, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>